Welcome back to the Fives Pod, brought to you by Matt Shaw, David Butler, and Sam Russell. This really is a battle of the Titans. Hello and welcome back to the Fives Pod, where this week I have the pleasure of being joined by Phil Atkinson. Now, uh, Phil learned his fives at Bedford Modern School, uh, and from my research, which mainly consists of the RFA website, uh, the source of all truth, he is best known um, to the fives community for his annual participation in the President's Cup, which he has won twice, um, apparently most recently in 2007 with John Abacassis, not sure if I pronounced that right. Um, Phil is also known to many uh, for the efforts that he puts into his role as General Secretary at the RFA. Um, so how are you doing, Phil? How are things? I'm very well, Matt, yes. Keeping fit and well. Good. Uh, where, where are you calling us from at the moment? I'm calling from home, which is in the village of Turvey in Bedfordshire. Lovely. Um, a nice place to be uh, locked down in, I'm sure. Um, there, are, there are a lot worse places, yes. <laughs> Um, so I thought I'd start with um, uh, kind of, it'd be nice uh, for our listeners to hear a bit about yourself, your route into fives um, and uh, yeah, anything to kind of give that, that insight, insight in from uh, how, how you came into the game. Okay, well, as you said earlier, I um, learnt my fives at uh, Bedford Modern School, started playing in 1969. Um, in those days, fives was a popular sport at Bedford Modern. Um, all six courts were fully occupied and all year groups had a, a regular round of fixtures. Um, I, can, I can remember playing against teams from Oundle um, and indeed a few schools which don't play anymore like Haberdash's Asks and Rutlish and even went down and played on the old courts at Alain's, I, I seem to remember. Um, so, yeah, played a number of, um, of matches uh, in the various year groups. Our main rivals at that time uh, was, was Bedford School, who were very strong in those days. They actually produced three national singles champions whilst I was there. So uh, um, we normally got uh, comprehensively beaten when we, when we played against them. Um, so that was my initial route into fives. When I um, left school, I didn't actually play for about three years because I went to university at Hull, which has no courts anywhere near. Um, but after that, I did a postgraduate course at what was then called Leeds Polytechnic. And I ended up playing uh, fives again at, on the university courts. Um, and the university club in those days was quite well attended. And uh, I remember playing in, in Busef at Manchester and also played at Halifax whilst I was there. Going on from then, um, I got a job in, in London and became a, um, a guest player with UCS Old Boys, um, who that the old boys at that time had a very strong uh, fixture list, um, approximately 30 games per season. And that included 
four weekend tours. So we ended up going to, to Manchester, Sedba, Exeter, uh, and one weekend we still play, that is at Morven and, and the West of England Club. So is that kind of uh, self-organised by the UCS Old Boys Club? Aside from the tournaments, you just you have your, your weekend away um, at certain places in and around the country? Yes, yeah, yes, that, that's right. I mean, back in the in the 1980s, which was when I started playing there, we had a, a, a fixtures secretary who was extremely diligent and uh, he organised all these various fixtures for us, which, you know, in pre-internet days was uh, quite a quite a challenge. Um, yeah, I've had a feat of course. So, yes. <laughs> so that, that was really good. I mean, it, it meant that it was a good way of, uh, of meeting fives players from all, all around the country. Um, uh, I started entering tournaments at that time with um, other UCS old boys and eventually, in the early 1990s I think it was, I um, joined up with a guy who became my regular doubles partner and that's Nick Austin. Um, and we entered a number of tournaments. We normally got to usually the quarterfinals, semi-finals stages. We got to one final I think which was the the Northwest, um, but yeah, they were they were very good days. And again, uh, playing in tournaments, very good way of um, of meeting players um, in different parts of the country. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of um, yeah one of the great aspects of the sport is being able to travel around the country, meet players who play in uh, different areas, and um, yeah, uh, through the tournament circuit or through. Uh, the weekends away, as you said, that UCS used to do. Uh, well, that, yes, that's that's right. I mean, uh, of course, the the Apre fives features very strongly, and uh, <laughs> you know, then as now there are any number of of characters. Um, so you know, weekends away and even ordinary fixtures are very very memorable. Yeah, so I think that kind of nicely moves in. So um, uh, along on the tournament circuit. Um, one of the uh, major fixtures of the year is, of course, the President's Cup. Um, uh, and you, you've had a degree of success playing in, within that. So I thought it'd be kind of, uh, for those who don't know how the President's Cup uh, works, uh, it'd be good for you to provide a quick overview of um, what, what it's all about and how maybe a small insight into um, the uh, your journey uh, through the various uh, different um, President's Cup tournaments um, to, I think, I think you've won all four, is it? Yes, that's yeah. right. One of, very, one of a very few, um, uh, yeah, few people to have done so. Yeah, I mean, the, the President's Cup, very briefly, is a fairly unique uh, tournament. Unlike um, the national tournaments, you don't enter with a, with, with a partner you enter individually and your partner is chosen for you. So you're never quite sure who you're gonna get um, from year to year. Um, and that adds to the, uh, the challenge and the excitement of the whole thing. Um, sometimes you can be partnered against someone who you've never come across before, you've no idea what they're like, and you, know, you end up doing very well. Or alternatively, you end up doing very badly. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's the, 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 the general format. Now, the, apart from the actual cup, 
there are three plate tournaments. Um, so there's always the, uh, the likelihood that everyone will get a lot of fives when they enter, because basically you get knocked out to the main tournament, um, you're then put into um, another plate and you progress through that. Or if you don't, then you put in a second plate. And so it goes on. Um, so yeah, it, it's a very full, full on day. Um, until very recently, it was played at Merchant Taylor School. Uh, and we were very, very lucky with, with the weather. I think there's only one year it was ever called off, um, even though the tournament was always played in December. Um, I mean, as far as my own participation is concerned, um, I think what was of great benefit to me was that, uh, of course, I'm left-handed. And uh, I think entering a tournament like that, um, you know, if I can just keep the left side going and I've got a decent right-handed player and we always swap, then more often than not, um, I always thought I'd have a chance of progressing to the uh, later stages. Um, and basically that, that was how I won the two uh, trophies that, that, that I did win. You know, I was very fortunate in having uh, two very good partners, both quite a bit younger than me, which was uh, very good news. Yeah, um, see some of the running. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's, that's really how the tournament operates. I mean, it's been run by some very committed people over the years. I mean, I suppose most famously, Tom and Joan Wood ran it for many, many years. They sort of set the uh, trend, I think, of, uh, you know, of um, huge amounts of food provided on the day. Um, and that's been um, followed by subsequent organisers. Bashwa Baral did it, and of course, um, uh, Gareth Price is doing it at the moment. Yeah, uh, and uh, so in that, uh, your journey through the, through the President's Cup, who, who were you partnered with? Who the different, well, um, apart from If you John, can remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, apart from John, I won't attempt to pronounce his surname. He did far better than me. Um, the other time I won it was with Ian de Weimarn. Weimarn, I think, is, is how it's pronounced. Um, and he was a, a very strong right-hander. And after the tournament, I never came across him again. Um, but uh, he was a... He was a very good player. I mean, I've partnered other people who are still playing, like Chris Blakely, um, Brian Kirk, I seem to remember. Um, so, yes, in fact, I think I got to a final with Brian Kirk, although we didn't, we didn't win that year. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if, if there's people out there listening who have never played, then you know, once COVID is over, I strongly recommend that they participate. I totally agree. Let's get those signups in for 2021 President's Cup. Moving to your role on the board, I think as a starter for 10, it would be really useful for our listeners to know what is the RFA board and what positions are on it? Okay, the, um, the board is the, is the governing body for the uh, Rugby Fives Association. Um, Board members uh, usually have um, a specialist role. 
Let's give you um, some examples of that. Apart from myself, we have a treasurer. There is a, a safeguarding officer, a health and safety and technical officer. And um, we also have two um, representatives for ladies fives. Um, another thing to, um, uh, to mention about the board is that um, there are um, ad hoc subgroups which are uh, formed to deal with specific issues such as the development of tournaments and um, uh, progress against the RFA strategy. Um, the board is also responsible for engaging um, specialist support. Um, I mean, two examples of that. Um, Gareth Price has been in development office for the last two and a half years, uh, focusing on a number of things, um, but primarily looking at ways to grow the sport and attract more members. Even more recently, um, we engaged Dan Grant to look at uh, marketing the sport as well as updating the website. Great, thanks Phil. So how did you get involved with the board? Um, and could you tell me a bit more about your role? Yes, um, my involvement I suppose was by chance. Um, I saw uh, a flyer that, that went round via, via email uh, to say they were looking for a, a general secretary. Um, at that time I was still working and was a bit reluctant to take the role on um, at that stage. Um, so for, forgot about it for two or three months and then had second thoughts and I think I contacted Bob Dolby um, to see if, if the role was still, still vacant. Um, and he said it was, uh, so I, I applied and was fortunate enough to be um, appointed to, to that role. Um, uh, that was in 2014, um, so it was a little bit, a little bit onerous to start off with. As I say, I was still working, but in 2016 I retired, and that gave me more time to devote to the role. Um, and it's been overall, it's been very enjoyable. Who was your first president uh, that you uh, served with? All right, that that was Bob. That was Bob, and then um, subsequently supported Bernard and uh, David Bawtree. Um, I mean, the, the role of the General Secretary broadly is, is just to provide administrative support to, um, to the RFA, things like organising board meetings and AGMs, putting the agendas together, uh, taking minutes, um, distributing them, making sure action points are followed up. Um, there's, there's four board meetings a year and one AGM, so that's a fairly regular activity. Um, another main activity, uh, particularly over the summer, is putting the pocketbook together. Um, it's my role to update addresses and phone numbers and emails, etc. Um, and also ensure that uh, there is a, an up-to-date uh, list of tournaments and, and fixtures for the, uh, for the coming season. Um, so I need to do all the administration surrounding that. Um, there are also various uh, statutory, statutory submissions I need to make to Companies House and Charities Commission. Um, apart from that, um, 
you know, I'm a, a full board member, so I, I do get involved in the, um, you know, in contributing to the board and all the decisions that uh, have to be made. Um, so you've served under four different presidents, I think now with uh, David Palby being the, I don't know if that, that was announced at the last board meeting, I believe. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, so who was the favourite one? Do you want me to give a politician's answer? Oh, you can give whichever answer you want. I mean, if <laughs> you want to give them in ranked order, that would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be very invasive. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think that there is a particular favourite. I mean, I say this does sound rather invasive, but every president brings their own particular mark to, to the role, and, and they're all different. And, uh, and, and that's fine, because you'd expect people to... Uh, to have a, a different impact within their two-year tenure. Very, very different. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, very good, very good. <laughs> um, it'd be kind of interesting to hear your thoughts and opinions on where the strategy and the uh, direction of Fives has been going and uh, where, where you think it, it might go in the future. Okay, well, the... Broadly speaking, the, the strategy of the RFA is, is to get more people playing and hopefully build more courts. Um, and when I say get more people playing, this is trying to get uh, people from outside of the usual demographic, i.e. Um, independent schools. Um, one uh, um, early initiative that we have been pushing quite hard is to get fives reintroduced at Stoke Newington School. Yeah. Uh, which, despite COVID, it does seem to be uh, bearing fruit in that um, uh, we have put, put aside some money for, for the uh, construction of some viewing platforms there, which have been built and I believe are in the process of being installed. And um, the, I think the that's enthusiasm really important, uh, you know, because having the ability for yeah people to watch and um, you you learn a lot just being able to see the courts and spectators spectators um, obviously help drive uh, more engagement in the sport. That's right, and I, I, we're very fortunate in that um, the recently appointed head there is very enthusiastic and can see the benefits of of yeah. fives. Um, so she is very keen to get members of staff trained up. Um, and she's also bought into the idea of um, a town club operating uh, mm. out of the courts uh, outside of school hours. So what we're really hoping to do is to get that sort of um, model set up in a, a state school environment and then use that as part of a portfolio to try and um, you know replicate elsewhere. Yeah, because I think I guess by having a um, established adult club alongside schools playing, it kind of provides a a good pathway for people to continue playing after school. Because uh, a lot of people play at school, uh, and it's trying to keep keep them in the game. Yes, yes, and the area of, of Stoke Newington is. Um, an area where there's a very wide background of, um, of people, income groups, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, if we can establish 
uh, a thriving town club there, then you know, as I say, I, I think it'll it'll bode well for attempts to do things um, in other towns and cities. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully moving forward, uh, be able to replicate that uh, across the country. Um, so uh, yeah, I was kind of want uh, as a follow up question. Um, what what have been the highlights, either um, on the board or? Uh, being involved in fives more broadly. Um, a very open-ended question, so feel free to take it <laughs> which way you want. <laughs> well, I'll do my best with that. Um, if I start with with, with the playing side, uh, it's what I've touched on earlier. Really, I think I've been very fortunate um, in that I, I've played with a, a great group of, of people um, at, uh, within. The various clubs because one thing I didn't mention is that uh, since leaving London um, I moved back to Bedford and so I've been playing regularly with the old Bedford Modernians. Um, so um, with, with the OBMs and with UCS you know I've made some really really good and long-lasting friendships and the same thing applies um, when I've been traveling round and about. Um, so that's been a, a high point. Um, achievements at tournaments. Um, I think Nick and myself, you know, we can point point to some, you know, to some some high points during our uh, our playing days together, um, and they, you know, will certainly remain pretty memorable. Um, as far as the board is concerned, I think um, actually getting a, a strategy agreed. We, we, to um, you know, to try and um, safeguard the, the future of the game, um, it's it's clearly going to be a difficult task. But I think if we just uh, continue focusing on independent schools, then the game will gradually wither. Um, so you know, I'm quite encouraged that uh, the board has made a decision to try and uh, broaden the game and. Uh, allied to that, uh, in the last year or two, there have been a number of um, very enthusiastic younger people um, who put themselves forward, um, who I think are, are, are committed to uh, to achieve that objective, and that's you know that makes me feel very very positive about the future. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, kind of uh, a very. I mean, a very. <laughs> Very well summed up answer, given how open-ended the question. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, to touch on your last point, I think uh, it's so important to push for more um, more people in the game. Uh, you use enthusiastic people and uh, people who are willing to like commit time and energy, um, uh, and uh, as you say, like try and make it more accessible. Because uh, the more open it is, uh, the more you're future-proofing it for. Uh, future generations um oh uh well thank you very much phil um i don't know if you have uh anything else uh feel free to ask me any questions um but um if not <laughs> i think we can uh, probably wrap it up there okay no that's absolutely fine matt lovely uh thanks for coming on uh and uh for all our listeners stay tuned phil for next week's episode Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fives Pod. 
As ever, do feel free to send in any thoughts, comments or feedback to us at thefivespod at rugbyfives.com. Stay tuned for next week's episode.